Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. And Frank. Welcome guys to Pottercast number 178, the second show now where we've got lots of eyes staring at us through the internet while we record. Oh my god, I hope it works. Scary! Yes. Welcome, welcome, podcast number 178. Again, I'm Melissa, I'm here with John and Sue and Frack, and we're going to get another crazy, easy show of Harry Potter stuff, and if you don't know what stuff we're talking about, then maybe you should, like, I don't know, listen to This Week in Tech or something. Or read the books, and then listen to us. Yeah, get out so somebody else can chat. (laughs) Yeah, the chat, the chat with our our talk show chat is all full. People who come in are getting muted because they came in too late. Next Aww. week, guys, be on time. All right, what what what's so, in, what's in what's the show, in the show this, this week? week? I can't wait I would, to hear about I it. I just asked you what was in the show, <laughs> and I'm waiting for your answer. You just asked yes. me. Yes. Oh, wow! This is going to be a very interesting show because I'm hearing like every other sentence. But to answer your question, there's a lot of fun things in the show this week. We have. An exciting thing to do with all our talk show audience, a mailbag live. You type the mail, and we'll read the mail, and it's instantaneous, and it's crazy. So all you people should start thinking about questions for the mailbag, because that's awesome. And uh, we also have Bit by Bit, continuing our ever-long, ever-going segment, (laughs) taking Deathly Hollows bits at Mm -hmm. a time with Chapter 18, which is the... The life and the lies of Albus D. And uh, that's a very interesting 12 page chapter. All right, so before we do any of that, we got to hear about the news, which only Suze can tell us about because her name rhymes. Yeah, we got some news this week. Everyone, yes. listen up. We have grouper grit news. That's right. I know everyone's like, oh, you don't talk about grouper. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> I thought you called him Grouper. 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 This is not the incredible Mr. Lippet. You ever remember that show? Okay, we're done. Okay, sorry. Do a fish. Oh, yummy. I love grouper. Grouper's delicious, Aww. actually. It's a very delicate white fish you can catch in Florida Keys. It is, but we're going to talk about Rupert Grint, who plays Ron Weasley, and he's okay. also in a new film called Cherry Bomb, and it's going to make its world premiere at the nice. Berlin Film Festival, which is actually kind of a big deal. So that, that is so it's actually pretty cool. What's so. it about? I think it's about like playing Foursquare <laughs> with uh, your friends on the playground when you get the Cherry Bomb people. No, John. <laughs> What is it about? Because I saw that picture. So is this the picture of him where he's looking like he's got slicked back hair and he looks a little bit like a spy sitting at a bar? Right, right. Um, You know, I mean, it's they're doing different. He's playing a little. It's a little more um, edgier, I think, film for him. Um, But they're yeah. Yeah. um, We have a little blurb on it, but that picture of him, he looked really, really grown up. I mean, it just was kind of like a shock because I was going looking through like the icons that we put for the news posts, and it's just like, wow, he really is, you know, maybe it's a mom and me, but he's really grown up. What do you mean by edgier? Is is Um, it just a bunch of drugs and sex and alcohol? No, I mean, (laughs) what's it all about? Don't think it is. It says the official summary is. 
Um, best friends are out to have one heck of a summer. However, the arrival of a girl named Michelle, captivating but troubled beauty, tests their friendship to the limit as she encourages the two boys, one of Rupert, to carry out increasingly dangerous and illegal deeds in the battle for her affections with fatal consequences. Oh. Hmm. Sounds very lurid. It does. Interesting. It does, you know. Um, this is actually in the news number five. Uh, 4.5, I guess, but I just, we just, it <laughs> popped up last night, and, and I just want to say, Ivana Lynch is looking fabulous. She is, uh, did a photo shoot, and if you haven't seen it, um, there's some great photos of her. I don't know, was it, what do you call that Claire Bow look? What would you say that is? I, it's a very 1920s film star look. And yeah. I love it. I love it's very, it. You know, it's very just, beautiful. The big eyelashes and dramatic yeah. lighting. Those are big, big. Furry eyelashes. I don't know what those were all that's, about. That's Artistic part of John just got with it. Flapper. Yeah, it, yeah, the flapper, right? Because I was thinking like cabaret, kind of like Liza Minnelli kind of look. I don't know what it was, but it just—I thought it was really stylized, kind of cool photos. It was neat to see her. Yeah, I, I would things. agree. No, it was so that. nice to see her in a different venue, venturing <laughs> out and doing other things. You know, yeah. because that's what's going to start happening now. These kids got to do other things. Absolutely. Everybody remains supportive of our lovely people. Yeah, it is. Um, speaking of venturing out, Emma Watson continues to do new things, and she's promoting her new film called The Tales of Despero, and she's been given about 10,000 trillion interviews. Not quite that many, but oh, I didn't realize like she was in that. Trillion. <laughs> yeah, she she's the princess? princess P. Yeah, she's the princess P. Oh, I want to see that now. Oh, it's supposed to be really good, actually, you know. and uh, I didn't want to see it for um, the longest time. Really? Did you ever read the book? The book is good. I don't know if you no, read the I just the artwork bugged me. Hmm. Well, that's good. But um, she's tricky, so. given a lot of really cool interviews, actually. Um, she was on live on the BBC One radio the other day, and she was really relaxed and charming. And I, I really enjoyed hearing her. But um, she gave an interview to MTV where she talked about Deathly Hallows, and guess what scene she really wants to film? It's the one what? that Joe read at Carnegie yeah. Hall, everyone. The scene when Ron comes back. And, you know, Hermione does. It's in the Silver Doe chapter. I think it's awesome. It's quite cool. Oh, Very that's cool. so cool. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember that? You remember that? I like that Well, one. that's when, because remember, Hermione starts, she just pounds on him or something. You know, she's mad. And I thought Joe did a really good job in that reading, but I can't. Yeah, she starts beating him up, and then she starts making up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pretty much, wasn't it? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so, but you know, she said she said it. Uh, Emma said that the scene really touched her, you know, because she thought it felt really real when she was reading it, the book. So well, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Very cool. I think so. Very real scenes. Very true to form for sure. teenage crazy girls. All right. So what's next on the list, Suze? Um, you know what's happening in May of two thousand and nine, everyone? It's called Leaky Con, yeah. baby. Leaky Con! Woohoo! Right. I love and that we're starting to announce lineups and such. Yes, please, please. Do you, do you see what those, those, uh, we have a three days of sheer rock and roll awesomeness, right, Melissa? Mm hmm. It is a three day, there, there's Wizard uh, Rock every really day of the conference. On Thursday, we're having Evil Night, which I love that Justin Finch Fletchley is part of the Evil Night. This makes me laugh. I don't he know is why not, he's part of it. He's not evil. Well, he's my Hufflepuff you talked to him about it. He agreed to play that night, so I don't know what's going on there. Uh, yeah, wait. We'll yeah, be, Justin we'll Finch Fletchley? Evil Hufflepuff? It makes no what? sense. He is there's not Draco evil. and the Malfoys, the Parcel Mouths, Justin Finch Fletchley, 
and Swish and Flick will be playing yeah. on Thursday night. Friday is rock. Swish and Flick. Yeah. Swish and Flick. Yeah. They're my favorite girl rap band. I believe that. Um, Friday, we have our rock night. Headlining is Harry and the Potters, the Wampy Willows, Gretchen Forge, and Tonks and the Aurors. Um, if you guys have your jingle spells, then you know the newcomer Tonks and the Aurors is quite fantastic. She's yeah. another Hufflepuff who rocks. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's Hufflepuffs all over this lineup, Susan. That's right. On I'm... Saturday is an afternoon show. Uh, the Remus Lupins, the Moaning Myrtles, the Mudbloods, and Riddle TM. I mean, literally, it's going to be phenomenal. quite amazing. Out of this world. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's all it's... part of the LeakyCon thing. You don't have to buy extra tickets, right? It's just all there. And that is... No, it's, it's all part of it, and that is just the Wizard Rock portion. We are still working out lineups, um, keynotes, programming, informal programming, workshops. There's a lot still to be announced, so don't be left out. Get your ticket now. There's a link on the side of Leaky, leakynews.com. It's going to be awesome. The, the John Noe's uh, contest for who can make the best butterbeer <laughs> event. And don't forget that Which I've yet to castle. propose to the committee, but it will be amazing. If it happens. Oh, Frankie. Frankie, are you going to go participate in that contest as John's Frankie? For what? Frankie's going to be a judge. You guys are all judging. Yeah, I'll judge the butterbeer. So you can't enter. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be crazy. Crazy. It um, be Melissa, fair you've been busy. I'm going to because I know the real recipe. So it would be fair for me yeah. to participate. Yeah. Well, we saw something appear this week that was up before, but it went bye bye. Right, Melissa? It is your. Harry Potter and the Half-Life yeah. Prince set visit report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they told us to take it down, and we weren't sure what was going on, and um, they <laughs> were quite unapologetic about it. And yes. then, and then we found out that they were they were changing the movie time when the movie was coming out. The thing with these set reports is oh. that they told us when we went to the set. The day mm-hmm. that the first trailer comes out, that's when you put out your set report. And I had forgotten. We were on tour. I had forgotten. And then all of a sudden, somebody said to me, hey, all the set reports are up. And I was like, oh, God, that's today. So I put it up. And all of a sudden, the, the cease and desist notices came down. And it was like, oh, really? Again? <laughs> it's so but weird. But now it's up. I mean, it's many things. Frack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> very subtly put. I like that. <laughs> that was very nice. Yeah, it was. Gonna, it was, but your report was nice, though, <laughs> Melissa. I mean, you gave a little details Thanks. about the set and about how cool the green crystals were. I mean, we, we saw that kind of in the trailer, right? That was from the cave. Oh yeah, it looks like um, it looks like Superman's fortress. What's that called? The Fortress of Solitude. Creepy. Fortress of Solitude made of kryptonite. Solitude. Or for- yeah. Fortress of <laughs> Deathitude. Here's your fortress, Superman. It's gonna no, it doesn't look like Kryptonite. It looks long. like... Oh. I think it looks more like the fortress. The, wasn't that made all of crystal? Like the crystals? Yeah, yeah but yeah. you, just, you said green, like. so green. I'm imagining green crystal, yeah. which is Kryptonite. So. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I'm being silly. That'd be bad. Yeah. Superman wouldn't really like that No, very much. he wouldn't. It would hurt him quite a bit. No. No. That'd be terrible. Um, okay. You know, and weren't oh you talking about something? You had something from Dan about oddly charged moments. Weren't you talking <laughs> about the little love? Good love. Yeah, a lot. There was a lot of talk of romance around the mm. the actors and such. Um, they have Harry and Ginny had a lot of little charged moments. Um, 
Ron and Hermione, obviously, their relationship comes to a head at the point at this point. Um, they're all talking about it. It's it's really it's it's nice to be able to hear them talking about the ending points where everybody's re- everybody's standing and everybody's relationships are kind of coming around. Um, yeah. Yeah, about time. And we saw a picture of Harry and Ginny holding hands outside the room of requirement, or inside the room of requirement, rather, uh, which oh. is really cute. Yeah, but that was Bombardo Maximum. That was what? <laughs> it was that blown up by Umbridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last movie. Now, wouldn't it be weird if um, Dan Radcliffe and Emma Watson ended up together in real life? Because then it would, it would, all the Harry Hermione shippers would be happy, and then in the canon, oh, in the frack. books. <laughs> do you know you think how they haven't many? Already gotten together. Do you know how I'm... many shippers there are for that relationship? Oh really? Oh, man, there are I many. guess it makes sense. There I never are many, of it. many. Makes sense. I, I'm uncomfortable with the notion, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You're uncomfortable what? with the notion. I know. I'm uncomfortable with the notion of shipping real people. It's. Oh yeah. Well, I'm being completely, you know, yeah. silly. But that's what you mean. Speaking as someone, real... yeah. Speaking as someone who has been shipped. Yeah. Oh, who shipped you? I, I think I remember something. Something on. M. Emerson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, we can move on. What's next <laughs> for the news, Sue? Oh, um, okay. Can we just talk about one more thing about these? This. This. And I want to talk about this. everybody else. Like a slew of set reports came out, and Rotten Tomatoes had something with talking to Yates about the uh, God Lord about Harry and the waitress that it came from Steve Cloves idea. And he flirts with the waitress. Okay. Mm. Harry I and just, the waitress. Fair enough. What was that, Melly? Yeah, Harry hitting on a... At the very beginning of the movie, right? right? He hits on some waitress. Right. Oh. Doesn't he, like, slap her... Uh, John! John! <laughs> I thought it was I something, just... like, over the top. Yeah, because I remember when we had this... The person that saw the screening of the movie, they said it was, like, just really kind of... Uncharacteristically of Harry to just kind of be flirting, but... Uh, the way Yates is quoted as saying that Cloves thought it would be nice to show that suddenly Harry's aware of the opposite sex, but yeah. didn't that happen with Cho Chang? Did I miss something? Maybe I did. I don't know. Cho Chang. Well, in the movies, it wasn't so prevalent, but yeah, I know what you mean. Well, I just thought it was kind of... Yeah, I mean, okay. so what? So he's farting a little bit. Good. Good. Good for him. Yeah. I guess. Well, I can't wait to see how it comes out in the movie. Okay, number one. Here we go. Drum roll. Oh, I can't wait for number one. Okay. Tales of Beetle the Bard have raised $6 million for charity right oh now. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Isn't that amazing? amazing right? It's so awesome. $6 million. She is. Seriously. Sprack, that was one of the most accurate things we've ever said. It is. She's, she's like the goose that lays a golden egg. Yeah. She, she writes like something. It raises... Mucho, mucho money, and it's a never-ending supply. It's a renewable energy source. <laughs> it's, um, it's awesome. I mean, and she uses I mean, that power for that, good. Though. Right? Yeah. yeah, she does use it for good. And it's such a you know because the book is not the typical Harry Potter book. I mean, and and, and yet you know over two million. Two and a half million copies of the book have been sold since it first came out, and a lot of people are still doing their Christmas shopping, and it's shot to the number one, you know, bestseller list, and you know, it's just amazing. I just, I'm astounded, to be honest. I don't know. Well, it's just Impressive. like what I was Joe telling people. Was... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What? No, go ahead. What were you I was, just, I no, was telling ahead. my friends and stuff about it who 
reading it, and I'm like, well, to me, it's a trifecta. It's written by J.K. Rowling, which I like. It's a compilation of short stories, which are fairy tales, which I like, and all the proceeds go to a awesome charity. And it's very clear about the charity and what it's going through at the very back of the book. I really like that it yeah. have a letter that addressing it and just kind of letting people know and just raising awareness. It's really, really awesome. Yeah. I heard a complaint from people often that, oh, I liked it, but it was too short. It's like, come on. Well, take it for no. what it is. It wasn't yeah. so short. Like it was short. Yeah. Uh, it's what you know. It's what it is. And if it was any longer or any shorter, it wouldn't be what it is. Well, that's, yeah. I'm so insightful. <laughs> It'd be something totally <laughs> different. If it wasn't what it is, it won't be what it is. Did you guys nice. know that? What would it so is? Smart. Similar to what it was, but not exactly what it is because it would be something different. <laughs> well, now it depends Let's on what your back. definition of is is. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's oh, sorry, I can resist. Uh, you got us there. <laughs> I, you no, know what? Uh, I love Joe. She, she said in her statement, she released, she said, I am absolutely delighted that so much money has been raised. <laughs> absolutely delighted. I'm so <laughs> surprised. I can't believe it. I love her. Something I, mean, I wrote well, yeah. millions. I don't, I don't think she can claim shock and awe at this point. I mean, come on. No. <laughs> she's J.K. Rowling, and even she must realize that. Yeah, she's um, yeah. a mature enough and intelligent enough person to realize her own uh, inertia in this society. Mm. Yeah. She could go squee. Yeah. It did good. That would be fun. I'd like to hear Joe. Huh? Well, I don't know. Joe, she probably doesn't Joe. squeak. Guess not. <laughs> All right. So what else? <laughs> that was number I think one, that's wasn't it? it? That was number There's one. There's no point five or point two five or. No, one. I'm not sliding any any more in. Any I'm decimals to sneak in more news like Susie Trixie. <laughs> no. Susie. I try and be Trixie, Trixie a lot, but I'll be good this week. Oh, okay. Susie Trixie. Well, All right. Okay. Well, on. also we have a quick we have a quick announcement. Ooh. Jingle spells is almost gone. The physical oh. copies are almost gone. They're almost all accounted for. You better get them right now because soon they will be gone. Oh. I love getting emails from everybody saying I ordered it on November twenty fourth. Why isn't it here yet? Please go and read the original posting in which we made it abundantly clear uh -huh. that they would not be going out until the first or second week in December. That ended up being the second week in December. If it gets to Christmas and you ordered it before December 1st, that was our cutoff. If you ordered it before December 1st and it doesn't get there by Christmas, we will figure something out with you. But if it does, if you ordered it after December 1st and it doesn't get there after Christmas, we are very sorry, but we yeah. warned you. Um, yeah, for real. But in the meantime, if you want it immediately, you can go get it to at iTunes and Amazon.com. That's iTunes and Amazon.com. You can get the links on Leaky. Sweet. Nice. That's very cool. Very nice. But you, know, you really, but but you won't get um, you won't get Frex work if you don't if you get it digitally. You know, oh, I was stuffing in little surprises into the envelopes. I had Pottercast stickers and Leaky stickers, and I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Oh, so I just put a couple in there. Every so oh, often. that would have been a good idea. That would have been cool. No, I didn't do that. Yeah. But th I think a, a lot of people. Puppy, I said it was so helpful. Yeah. I had Frankie come over to help, and he packed about four envelopes and drew on twenty-five envelopes, so that no, progressed I, things. all the ones no. I packed, I, I drew on. So <laughs> I only did like twenty-five, if that, maybe fifteen. Didn't you think about so. maybe spending some time just packing them? <laughs> that would have been doing We did, and I was more. going to, but John said not to when we were recording because it would come up on the screen. So instead of doodling Why doodling did you have to do it while I you were recording? Why, what? I did doodle while we recorded. But I was going to stuff while we were recorded, but he said it would come up on the sound. So we didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. The envelope. 
Frankie only comes over when we're recording. He doesn't like me. Yes, that's the reason, John. <laughs> All right, can we go on to the rest of the show? We have a mailbag, which was going uh, to be an audio okay. mailbag, but we'll do that. We'll try that next time. Um, it's just going to be questions that we take from our internet users. Yes, and we have Holler. fifty people watching us right now, or watching well, the Skype TV and like uh, on, <laughs> conference <on> call. <laughs> mailbag. Awesome. We're like a hundred. There's like fifteen each. It's place. like the whole world is watching. All right. Well, are we do a mailbag. Or are we doing tip by tip? Um, let's do the mailbag first. Yeah, mailbags first. Okay, it's a mailbag. We haven't done this in a long time. It makes me want to wail. Mailbags. And possibly wag my tail. (laughs) We don't have super. We don't have super K. Special K. Special K. I like Super K better. Have we done a mailbag because I've been on the show with Special K? Sprock, I don't think you've ever done a mailbag. Not with Frankie and Special K. That's just too much awesome in one champ. No, I think he can handle it. Special K is Kristen Brown. All right, so Mm -hmm. shall we just go to it? We have a lot of people sitting waiting on the internet. Let's do it. All right. Let's get some mail. Let's get some mail. Oh, it's Do the blue food guy. I bet, he ju- I bet he was just around. John, you pick it. Okay. Um, how about in Half Blood Prince, Slughorn is talking about Ron and calls him Rupert. Do you think they will include this in the movie? Mm. Who said that? Somebody named Guest Peter. Oh, okay. Well, Guest Peter. Read it again, John. Yeah, remember in Half-Blood Prince when Slughorn calls uh, Ron Rupert? Do we think that's going to be in the script for the movie? Oh, no. <laughs> that'd be funny. But yeah, probably yeah. not. No. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next! Okay, Next. Um, Eurodite Witch asked, do you guys think that Ron eventually told Hermione about the events surrounding the destruction of the locket? Hmm. No. I thought that was an interesting question. I did too. I'm going to say no. So it was, what, do you think Ron told Hermione about the events around the locket? Yeah, basically like the the ghost version of Hermione and Harry. Oh. No, I don't think he did. I don't think so. Maybe. I I don't, I think if it came up, he wouldn't be so shy about it. They're such good, you know, they were friends for so long and now they're together and then. Ron and and then especially after what Harry's, I could see Harry maybe bringing it up and then oh, no, my hair bringing it. That's kind of awkward. It wouldn't be, basically. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if he did tell her. I guess you have to know the context. Mm. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think I think by the ends of Deathly Hollow, she recognizes how he was feeling at that time, and it's pr- something that doesn't really need mm-hmm. to be said. Bringing up again. That's yeah. a good argument. I would agree with that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they could be having, like, a talk one night and comes up. Yeah, I mean, you, you get into those arguments in your relationship where you just try and, like, for the sake of the argument, bring up uh, stuff, old stuff. It'd, it'd come up, but whether or not they've been drinking fire whiskey or whether or not they're just trying to be ornery. See, I, I think it'd come up. I'm going to disagree. I just think mm-hmm. that there are some things that you don't, even though you may have this deep bonding with someone, that there are some things you really don't need to Ooh, even say that maybe you can even know in the back of your head. And I can just see, I can see Hermione not wanting to pursue that, you know, 
Um, and I don't know that Ron would want to. I don't. I, I just don't see. I just don't see it happening. I, I mean, there are some things that really, really aren't necessary, and it could just cause her more. It could be misconstrued, not not as an attempt to hurt, but. Yeah. I just so I, I I'm, I'm gonna well, stay with no. Would have to have the Harry talk. The what? The, the, the Harry talk. I don't. Oh, think you so. mean before? I think by the end Surely of the call, it's the abundantly talk. clear. Yeah. You think they ever had the Harry talk? No, I don't think they have to. What mm. What's the Harry talk? Well, Ron and just, Ron and Harry had the talk after the locket, so yeah. I think that I think after that would talk. probably settle a lot of it. Because yeah. I think he, uh, Harry was genuine. Oh, you don't think there's I, any I point we... after they got together where Ron was like, gosh, and all this time here I thought you might have actually liked Harry instead of me. And she was like, no, yeah, I like you. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you well, know... I think that could have happened up until the fact that, you know, him, like, when Harry said, like, you know, we've always cared for each other. It's like brother and sister type of thing. I think that would have honestly would have settled that. Well, that's for, just like, Harry's side. That doesn't say anything for Hermione's opinion. <sighs> yeah, I, do, I, I just th- I, I do think know. that's a discussion that Ron and Hermione don't, don't need to have. I mean, Hermione's got nothing to talk about Harry for with Ron. Right? Ron would only have to say, oh, I thought you might like Harry, which is pretty obvious after he pretty much hurls it at her before he leaves the tent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. And on, but in in defense of that, I do think that their relationship is strong enough to to have that conversation. But whether it's necessary or not is, I think, a, a valid point. Like if they wouldn't, but I don't think they are avoiding it because they don't want to like step on each other's toes. I just think there's an understanding there already. Do yeah, you get my I distinction? Think... Yep. Yeah. I, I have another one real quick that I'd like to read. <laughs> Sorry. It's Go for it. Lori A in from Talkshu. L O R R I E age ninety two. Did Harry ever tell Neville how much he helped in killing Voldemort, or how close he came to having Harry's fate? I think he knows how much he helped, but um, Harry, the whole prophecy thing—that's that's an interesting question. I think he would have told him one day. I think when everything had settled out, he would have said, "Okay, yeah. that's too big a part Over of dinner one day. identity not to share with them." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, agree with I you, Melissa, on right. that. I'd, I'd agree with that because, I mean, I think that there's a certain and level think... of trust and a certain. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doodle. No, go. Well, I just found that their 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 path is is so uh, closely, uh, you know. I mean, there was they were so intertwined along the way. I think I think I can see that happening, Melissa. I agree with that 100. percent I think that they could have just said, you know. Mm-hmm. It could have been you, and and I don't think it would have been upsetting to Neville either. I don't. I think I can just see that have kind of. Oh, I don't think it'd be upsetting at all. I think it could have actually strengthened their relationship, Eber. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, and I think Neville would enjoy hearing that he was part of this whole fabled thing somehow. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I and would imagine honestly, all I the students would have would... their own version of the story they would tell their own kids. Well, and I think yeah. it would, in a weird way, um, help him understand what happened to his parents a little more. You know what I mean? Because the whole f- point that they were yeah. tortured to death pretty, or tortured into insanity was due to the fact that he could have possibly been one of the... Um, wait, no, not because of that. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they, they, they knew that. To find I don't think potters. those followers knew that. Yeah, I think Voldemort kept that prophecy pretty close to the chest. That's true. 
Hmm. But I don't know, Voldemort could have sent them out just on a random mission with that in the back of his mind. I don't know. I think it would be. Well, Voldemort was gone. Somewhat, they did it on their it would, own. They did it on their own. After Voldemort was already a spirit. He was in. A, he was. He had fled. It was after his destruction that they were trying to find him, and they thought that the Aurors, Frank and Alice Longbottom, might have something. Might have some information. Oh, I didn't realize that timeline. I didn't realize that that happened after his yeah. demise. Yeah. Anywho. Yep. Well, there goes that theory. Cute John with the fire. Yeah, but as for him helping how much he killed Voldemort, he has to know that. Because Harry Harry told him yeah. before he left, if anything, tried to kill um, kill the snake. And he did, so. Yeah. It's true. Well, All right, next, next question? question? All right. Um... Somebody named Jeff Zippy. Hey. Somebody named Jeff Zippy. <laughs> I love Jeff. I, I love you, dude. He's, <laughs> He's my Hufflepuff brother. Who would they cast in a Beetle Somebody the Bard named. movie? Oh, God. What? People. Who would they play what? characters? Warlock's Harry Hart. I could see, like, um... What's our dream okay. casting? For, how about, Don't okay, say Johnny start, Depp. Can we start with Warlock's Harry Hart? No, 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 no. He's too weird Warlock? for Who would um, be the Warlock? The Warlock, um... Who's that guy from America? You need the Psycho? guy from 28 um, Days Later. Oh, my God. I don't care who they pick. Um, I want I want Stephen Fry to be, like, maybe the king or something, to the funny king. He could be hysterical. Stephen Fry. That's the funny answer. king from what? Mm. Oh, no, right. The Charlatan the... king. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. He'd be great. That's oh, How about the guy from True Blood? Oh, wait. I thought I had to be I British cast, though. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes, he'd be the warlock. Oh, my God. He'd be great. So just... I haven't seen That'd it. That'd be cool. Are you talking about, about Vampire Bill? about Judy Dench? Yeah, Vampire Bill would be a great warlock. He would be a really good warlock. Yeah, he would. That's, That's a I good see. show. I love that show. Judy We're Dench would be Babbity. Oh, oh, she'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Fran- no, I think Francis made Oh, awesome. wait, no, wait, not British. <laughs> She'd be good. Um, She'd be Dutch. How about in the Fountain of Fair Fortune, the Luckless Knight? Who mm. the Luckless Knight? Hugh, 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 Hugh Grant. Grant. <laughs> oh, Hugh Grant, that actually would be really good. I like Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant that's would good. be funny. Yeah, that's my pick. I'm going to stick with him. Um, what, what are we missing? Who'd be. Or Pierce Brosnan. So did we do the fountain, the Harry Hart? Who would be the who would be the 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 doom lovers and Harry Hart? I, about the women, the woman, I'm not sure. Maybe like Kate Blanchett or something. Oh, she's such a good mm. actress, man. She's beautiful. She's such a presence. Okay, Next question. TV, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> I'm not either. Um, it's not my most favorite thing. Because I just don't want to see this movie made, so that's why I'm just like re- resisting, but. And again, if there's a chance to get Stephen Fry into a movie, I guess I'd be deal with it. I don't know. Mm. Kira Knightley as the um, <laughs> yeah, Pottercast. We should be the, in it. The, yeah, that'd be, that'd be funny. <laughs> Johnny Depp, Zeno, I... no, Johnny. All right, all right. Any next question, guys? Yeah, yeah. How did Dumbledore win the Elder Wand? What do you mean? How he won it? He took it from Grindelwald. Yeah, it's unbeatable. What? It's not what, unbeatable. What do you imagine happened? It's not, it's not unbeatable. It just goes to the strongest no, wizard. And Dumbledore yeah. was stronger just than like Grindelwald, the, so that's why it... The, yeah. Hmm. The cloak isn't truly impenetrable. The stone doesn't truly bring people back from the dead. It's just myth. 
How did Hermione get through her torture relatively unscathed? She wasn't. She was tortured for maybe forty-five minutes. And yeah, she the, uh, the Longbottom is insane. Yeah, she wasn't unscathed, and she was only tortured for like you know forty-five minutes ish. And the Longbottoms were tortured day in day out by Bellatrix, unbridled by anybody else. Hermione had information they needed from, so they couldn't kill her right away. And so I think yeah. Bellatrix, once she realized that the Longbottoms had nothing, still had time to play with. She had food to play with. She wasn't. She didn't care. She just was having absolutely. fun. But Hermione uh, still absolutely. had a conscious mind that she needed to peek mm. into. But I think that's a, an excellent point you just made, Frack, about about Bellatrix. She is such a sadist and sadist, and and just would have yeah. relished t- taking those the Longbottoms down. <laughs> she just would have. <laughs> Just and it would have yeah. been horrible. I and I just. I think. But, I think once she re- she probably got her answer well into the beginning of it, and then she just had fun with it. Yeah. Which is disgusting. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sylvia has a question for Melissa and Sue. Who would win in a duel, me or John? Oh. <laughs> Frankie. I like that. Frankie. <laughs> we both said it at the same time. Come on. What do you think? Is he has superior spell knowledge? Look who we're talking to. Look who beat Cheryl at spells. That's true. This guy. I I just yeah, but here. knowing the name of a spell and knowing how to do it are two very different things. What makes you think I wouldn't know how to do the spell? <laughs> I don't. That was an awkward question, know. but I thought it'd be fun. Attention span question. <laughs> I have no idea where I would get that. Uh. <laughs> See, everybody's saying frack. It's yes, frack for the win. Come on, I want to hear everybody vote. <laughs> frack okay. for the Don't win. Don't type anything but John or no, frack. No, because this is Just where when you listen to the show, it makes no sense. So let's go to the next question. <laughs> ah, I'm uh, seeing lots of Jones. All right, what's the next question? Um, How about do we think the Grindelwald felt the same for Dumbledore? No. Oh, there you go. I'm going to say yeah. I think Grindelwald was too caught up in his agenda, and what he found interesting in Dumbledore was the fact that they had like minds and equal talent, yeah. but I don't think he saw him in that regard. Mm. Do we know? We She never actually said if Grindelwald was, was gay. Did she? Um, I, I, don't, no. I, I, think he was, I think he was asexual. I think it was just... Right. I think it's a, that's a good point. I, I, I think, think it's just irrelevant to him. He, his thirst for power... And conquering mm-hmm. death was eclipsed everything else. Yeah. And then we know, don't we know what uh, someone asked? What do you think Dumbledore really saw in the mirror of error? Said we know, don't we? It was his family. Right. Did we, yeah, did we find that family. out? Yeah. yeah. It would be his family alive and well. You know, and I'm going to caveat out my answer because I think that 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 Grindelwald may have felt something towards uh, Albus in the sense that he was a fellow. He was sort of equal to him, and I think so. Maybe that's where the affection would have lied—that he would have viewed him as his, maybe not his pure equal, but something like that. But I don't know that Grindelwald was actually capable of love. I'm kind of wondering about that now. What do you yeah. think? Mm. I don't think I don't think he was. Mm. Like he I was think he so was the one that he but... couldn't feel love. I don't know he, that he was like Voldemort in that way, but I I just think right. that he saw the only thing he saw was somebody devoted to him and somebody that he could use to gain more power. Yeah. And it was just yeah. a tool for him. It wasn't a question of can I share love. Yeah. Well, and I yeah, I even if it wasn't a conscious decision to manipulate, it was just something that it was yeah. convenient and it was just why not? You know, it's and then if you think about it, the friendship only lasted 2 months. 
And then yeah. that's when they had yeah two months, and that's when that's when they had the um, yeah. the duel yeah, the at uh, Ariana's funeral, and then after that, then like they just kind of and that's why Voldemort. I, I mean, ugh, Dumbledore waited so long to, you know, because like they were they were good friends for yeah. a while, but, but yeah, I think yeah, I just I just saw Grindelwald. Like I think he probably he obviously enjoyed his time. He obviously liked him as a person a lot. So I think if he if he didn't have this other all consuming thing. Then maybe that could have blossomed, but the the purpose, what he was doing, I think, is more important. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that just makes the the, the whole thing though for for Dumbledore's perspective so much more tragic. Ah, uh, just that, just oh god, you know, so intense there at first when you just fall and you're just like ah, oh, and then it was just so unrequited. Oh man, makes me sad. Okay, sorry. Wow. All right, how so many more questions sad. do we have time for? Like two. Yeah, let's take two more really, really good questions. Get some canon questions good, or some hypothesis canon questions. questions. How about this? Do we think any of the Death Eaters would have given much trouble after Voldemort fell? Who said that one? Do, do, what was the question, Millie? Yeah, I can't hear seeing. Um, Do you think any of the Death Eaters would have given much trouble after after Voldemort fell? Yes, because she said that. Would they have been arrested? She said that. Would they have tried to whip up trouble? You know? Oh. Oh, like, do would any of these Death Eaters that we know about like turn into the next like Dark Lord or something? Or just get oh, the well, I mean after and... yes. Oh, okay, the, the, after the fell in book seven, not book one. Yeah. Um. So yeah. This is like I'm going to say Walmart's yeah. Dead and is, gone. Is, is, is oh. that the end of? I is think... that the end of the trouble? Or is the very very public it. demise of Voldemort a a, a, a cure all? I, I think that there was trouble because I think she said Joe even said that there were subsequent sums afterwards or something. So and plus there are is why if, why would they keep an art department and Harry and Ron were doing it if there wasn't trouble? So I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, didn't yeah, she mention exactly that they were cleaning? Harry and Ron were doing. Yeah. Yeah, they said they were cleaning up just kind of the rogue whatnots and so. Yeah. That's what me and Maggie Jean think. Yeah. Well, putting back Maggie all the pro- putting back everything that was damaged, fixing enchantments, you know kind of cleaning up after these guys but i don't think it would have been as as much as after the first fall because after the first fall nobody knew where he was there was a chance he was coming back everything was sketchy this time he was yeah, very yeah, definitively yeah. beaten you know right well all right one more question what do you guys think? one more big question oh people my gosh it, yeah. there's one that says everybody put it what all was at once. What was in the suitcase that Ollivander had in Deathly Hollows? He was kidnapped. How could he have a le- wait? Did it say he left the large? No, suitcase? he wasn't. Well, he hmm. he wasn't like ripped away. He his place was boarded up. Like he, they weren't sure if he fled or was taken. He was he had time to put himself together. Oh, hmm. see if if he left the suitcase, I would speculate that Voldemort made him get supplies so that he can make yeah, him sure. a superior yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. But it didn't work out. But it was wand making. Yeah. But I'm surprised well, they, they left it with him. Maybe. You'd think prison prisoner one on one. Wait, wh- where did he have the suitcase? I don't remember the suitcase at all. I don't either. I read it and then I realized that I don't remember hearing anything about it. But no. maybe it was hypothetical. Sorry. Well, I don't know. I know they mentioned how important it was to wand making to have lots of pairs of underwear. When you're going away for a long time. So he had probably. it at Bill and Flores, they said. They had it at Bill and Flores, but how did he get a suitcase? So he would have had to have it in the prison. Maybe he didn't have it at all, and Bill and Flores gave him clothes and stuff. Well, I'm assuming the question was applying to when, his, when he f- had first left. 
like in what was it book six we find no it out? says at bill and, at bill and fleurs no the, the questioner is well, at i mean, bill and fleurs. I mean there, someone answered that right i'm the question i re- uh, read right, but, was up there earlier Right, but the 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 I mean, my point being that that maybe he didn't have a suitcase because I doubt that he got his his stuff together in a suitcase. But then he's a prisoner, and he gets rescued. Oh yeah, he, he didn't, didn't have, have it. No, Dobby just took him. No, yeah, I, I yeah. So I think that maybe the suitcase has like stuff from Florin Bill, maybe. Yeah, like he maybe they he was probably gave him a suitcase, or once he got a wand back, he conjured it, or you know. But I don't think he had it with him <laughs> when he first silly. arrived. Okay, ah, so. Series we have one for one more. I think it's a good one. Okay, what is Guess it? Guess ninety nine. What do you think the trio did with the book about the books about Horcruxes after Deathly Hallows? Oh, destroyed them or put them away? What do we think? I think Neville has Horcruxes. Okay, can we can see? We I don't know if here? I could see um, Voldemort. I mean, well, I could see Harry wanting just to get rid of them, but but for some reason. I don't know why. I would think Hermione would just want to put it in the restricted section, but I don't know if that. Or mm-hmm. you mean like put, lock them up under key, but not destroy them? But I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe not even a restricted yeah. section, but like you said, like put them in put them in a vault. You know, because what yeah, if somebody like else figure out how to do it, and then then the knowledge mm-hmm. won't remain on how to on how to actually destroy them. Right. Yeah. So I can. But, um, would that be the kind of thing that the ministry would take? Or I could see Hermione take, just holding on to them, it. keeping them in that little suitcase and not telling anything about it. But... Maybe they burned her it. purse with fiend no, fire. No, burn a book. Shut up! All right, uh, I think it's time we went on to bit by bit, guys. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. Thank bit you guys on the internet for all the awesome questions. Next week we'll do an actual one with voice because wow, this got messed up. Yeah. Wait, what's oh, going next on? week's Christmas Eve. Maybe we're not gonna do it next week. Next, next time. Well, well yeah. In the new year. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is the last show before the new year. Um, we are back here for bit by bit. We are talking about taking Deathly Hallows a bit at a time and this week we're talking about the life and lies, <laughs> a little bit at a time a little, little bit at a time um, the life and lies of Albus Dumbledore it's a good chapter yay the whole chapter, we're going to power right through it it right? is, yeah I think so we're going to do it's it a, it's a short chapter but it's a cool chapter oh it is it's a, it's a b- it's dense I, it is. I mean, we've just come out of that terrible scene at Bethel with at Bagshots at Godric's Hollow, and you know we've learned that Harry has broken his wand, and it's uh, it's kind of the morning after all that that amazing encounter with Voldemort and everything. It's kind of like wow, what you know, kind of that realization yeah. of what's happened. And I think the way that, that uh, these first couple pages of the chapter are really powerful. How Joe describes Harry's feeling of loss. I don't know. Just was yeah. really moved when I was reading. This. Well, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of emo. He's sitting. He's all sad yeah. about his wand. Well, can't appreciate the sunset. The colors are gray and blah. <laughs> and it's well, no, it I'm is it is well written, but this was big, funny. You'd think it'd have a big prolonged uh, scene trying to bury the wand like he did for Dobby, and, like give it a little put it in the shoebox and. Hey, no, spoilers! Hasn't happened yet, bit by bit. What? 
Spoilers, that hasn't happened Oh, yet. no, we just spoiled everybody in the bit by a bit oh, audience. Oh, we spoiled the... <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Because okay. they didn't know. Because they didn't know. No, certainly not. So he feels all these kind of, kinds knows. of things about his wand. Like, he says he feels weak and vulnerable and naked without it, which is interesting that a person's yeah. wand is so close to them. That's how I feel about when I'm not wearing my watch. I feel naked without it on. <sighs> yeah, if I, if I leave sure my satchel as many powerful spells. Yeah. My my watch is really good at that, like, what time is it spell? But that's about Ooh. it. Ooh. Yes. That's a, oh, hey. it also is getting good at that, what day is it spell? Mm. Very good. And so, the blocking help. the sunlight for hitting your wrists spell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was interesting, though, back to the, now that we're done being sad and sorry that Hermione comes over to Harry and she she knows that he's upset and she's trying to um move things along and 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 she brings him that book and he's like where did you get this book which turns out I wondered how they were going to bring this out you know how they're going to get the information the backstory of Dumbledore now we know it's very cool it's right I forgot well, I want to just go, go back for a second um, oh I'm sorry it's it's just I'm sorry I'm sorry I just want to go back for a second because the the twin cores Harry Harry is particularly lamenting the loss that he has of the protection mm-hmm. of the twin cores and I never considered before right. how it's possible that this is because it's yet again another protection that he has when facing Voldemort that he's not allowed to have at the end which might have driven the whole wand story the whole there must be a change of hands in the wands kind of right. idea. Hmm. I think it's a major mm, no. part of him feeling naked because that, that protection that he's had that's been yeah. gone. But if he had faced Voldemort well, with a wand like that he thought was going to protect him, that then it, w- it would have sort of been like well, even like Dumbledore being alive, no? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know agree. Voldemort wasn't I using think... it anymore, but still, there's that... Yeah. Yeah. So, Sue, what were you saying about the um, the book? Well, you know, I just, uh, you know, so as as Harry's realizing that he's lost this, and like you said, this the support system is gone, his wand, this, this physical, tangible thing that he can hang on to to control is gone, Hermione comes over to him, and, and she, she knows, she's aware enough about what's happened. She's like, look, when I was there, I, I found this book, you know, and I just thought she was just really timid. It was just a really way of her to say you know look i know this is terrible but maybe if we can focus on this and she hands him that book that life and life albus dumbledore and i wondered how you know just even going into this how we were going to learn the backstory of dumbledore without being just so just blatantly narrative the ba- or exposition or whatever and this is so cool we finally get to read a book by rita skeeter you know it's just when we learn about dumbledore yeah I was torn about like how we were finding out this information because I knew we'd had to find out about Dumbledore, but um, of all the different ways we've found out about things in the past previously, we find this one out reading a book, yeah. which is interesting. I would have liked to read the rest of it, but well, I did like how they did. Well, what was that line, Melissa? I she just wrote? love the way she, Rita is just—I mean, it's incredible. The, and and the way she parodies her is just so spot on. But she says a, <laughs> a combination of tried and tested reporting techniques. Enabled me to extract yes. enough nuggets of hard fact to string together to the whole scandalous story. I mean, my God, you know? Yeah. Well, didn't it go then? Tried and tested. True. Well, don't we learn later? You know, Gross. she says, you know? she even wrote it. You said everything, even if you don't remember. Isn't that a clue as to what those tried and true methods were? Well, even well but though then they... she also <laughs> says in the actual article that she used Verita Serum. Yes! Isn't yes! that real? Slightly. Is it illegal? I don't know, but it well, should be. 
Well, wasn't it controlled? I mean, remember there's a big thing when Snape was like, you know, the substance and there's no, is it, or I don't know. I just got the impression it was a controlled Yeah, I could thing. see it being a controlled substance. Yeah. I guess it isn't because if, if they can use it on students and whatnot, but wow, it wow. must not be if you can just outright admit it in a book. I got this by using Garita serum. What? Well, I mean, that's just. That's like, that's like writing a serum. book and saying, oh, mm -hmm. I got this by using sodium pent, what's, what's the word? Penth. Sodium pentheth? I don't know oh, what it's right. called. Yeah, sodium truth something. Serum. Sodium truth pentheth. serum. Yeah. Pentheth. Yeah. Pent I, don't, I don't know what it's Penthes. called. But yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. imagine you're gonna you're gonna like you're gonna drug your your people you're interviewing. I mean, what? Hello? That's worse than paying them. It's just I guess you know. I don't. Know. Yeah, I guess it still takes a certain amount of finesse. Like they have she has to spike her teeth, you know. Well, I, it might even be some sort of f weird form of validation because she used Veritas serum. That means what he said he believed was true because that's what the potion yeah. does. So it might be this weird way of validating the facts that she got because, like, if you right. pay someone, they're telling you what you want them to say. But if you use this like potion that makes them only speak what they believe is to be true, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And it also what if you confunded somebody? I mean, what if you put Veritas serum with somebody who was confunded? I think Radisson would surpass the confunding. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the strength of each would matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it depends on who made the Radisson and who did the confunding. That's a very good point. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would, John. <laughs> it's kind of scary. It's also, I mean, it's like it's it's that's like you know, that's like asking somebody on the stand, "Did you kill him?" And the answer yeah. might be yes, but what you, if you don't ask the right questions, you don't find out that it was in self-defense. You know, yeah. exactly, so, and that's what those like you lawyer somebody when you do that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Right. Rita, mm. I just love that Doge Doge declines to be interviewed, and she spends the entire whatever we see of the book calling yeah. him dog breath. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. Nice. She puts it in quotes, like just to remind you that this is what he's called, but she does it every time. Dog just breath, <laughs> Doge, not just Mister Doge. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's funny. It's so gross. No, she's just so. Well, I mean, uh, so it, this is what we learned too that we see the photo of of Albus with with Grindelwald, right? Gellert. That... Grindelwald. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Harry realizes he's the guy. He's the guy from his memory. But What's I next, just... John? What is next is um, we'll start to talk about the greater good. Well, I just think it's interesting. It's it's how you apply that concept of the greater good. If you're using it as an excuse to manipulate people or to control other people, is when it gets out of context. Mm -hmm. Just like here, when he's it's for the greater good, but it just it's putting them over and believing that they're better than the Muggles, saying that they know what's better for them, and that's where you get into the dangerous territory. And that's when like Harry and Hermione start talking about how they're out on here risking their lives, and they were the same age as them. Because Hermione said he was younger, he didn't know what he was doing, but he's like, we're the he's the same age as we were are right yeah. now, and all that jazz, and and how he, he was putting his interest into um, his rise of the power of Muggles and Harry, and that's interesting insight on Harry because like he he remembers Dumbledore as who he was when he died, and the adult Dumbledore after all his years of wisdom, but you know you have to remember Dumbledore was a he's human and he was a child and he had skewed opinions when he was little that he had to be humbled on and relearned values and stuff like that so it's interesting that Harry holds him to the high standard of the older Dumbledore rather than mm -hmm. you know just the yeah. immature one 
and can't accept exactly. that he was younger and the ideas of one wizard caught him up, you know, because he, he was impressionable. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Yeah. The, the idea that Dumbledore was just born with all the wisdom he had when Harry knew him. Yeah. It's kind of. And Harry's so had the benefit of someone who's gone through that teaching him and imparting that wisdom. Well, Dumbledore is the one who had to acquire that. You know, he had the, so, the hard I mean, task of having to live through it. Dumbledore's influence on Harry hasn't been all that. I mean, it, yes, he it's been great, but I think even if he wasn't around when Harry was 17, he wouldn't have gotten caught up in this, we're wizards, we have power, we should control muggles. Like, honestly, take Dumbledore out of Harry's life. Do you think at 17 he would have come to that conclusion? No, but I'm just saying he just... He had that extra little bit of exposition and tangible explanation of why. Because I think it's in his nature, Harry, not to do that. But having Dumbledore kind of explain it so poignantly kind of crystallizes it in a way that he has a little nugget that he can cling to to understand it. But, yeah, I totally agree. If Dumbledore wasn't there, he still would have been Harry. He still would have been the hero that he is. Well, it it, it never – and then it – Rita – just jumped all over that she just the following pages after you read that note are just full a book of her just saying proof you know his many admirers this is proof that albus dumbledore is going to overthrow everybody you know it just made him just she just milked that to no uh ending and you know but i think harry would have known enough about rita when you're reading this if i was harry reading this i mean you would have been aware of rita don't you think yeah you have to i mean for her to say stuff like you know that you know, this is this was the real best kept secret of Dumbledore's life, yeah. and you know, for the first time, now we know that Dumbledore, you know, actually liked the dark arts instead of hated dark arts, and that he was all into oppressing the Muggles. And it's it's Harry, of course, could see right through that. We we all can see right, right through that. What do you think, though? I mean, do you think what he said about the use of force, Melissa? We must use only the force that is necessary, no more. I mean, yeah. We also use force I mean, only w- only the force that is necessary and no more. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that he would use force mm. at all, <laughs> at all, and think yeah. themselves so above it. Like, oh, we're doing good. We're just going to use the necessary yeah. force. You know. Yeah. You know, it's just. So. Uh, it's different when you're trying to. Uh, I think here it's really sticky too because, mm-hmm. like, I think Harry, fa- like, with the situation Harry's in, like, especially when he used the uh, what he used a. F- a few unforgivable curses in this book and like he, that the, that was the force necessary he had to use in these contexts because he's put in the situation he's protecting people but when someone goes out on their own and wants to inflict their ideology on somebody or their opinion of what is what they need and then they're like oh use the necessary force and this condescending like oh we know better than you just sit back and we'll take care of it and if you if you get in our way we'll use the quote unquote necessary force to take care of it so like yeah, it's just and that that it, it falls under that same umbrella of the whole like greater good. It's just it's very umbrage and it's very like oh. it's just convenient, just applying to whatever's whatever's mm-hmm. convenient to you, and it's nasty. Well, it's just it's it's supporting your own agenda. Yeah, you know what I mean. Rather than trying to help people who actually need it. Yeah. So. So only two uh-huh. months into into their into their their friendship, it, it it dissolves. They part ways because of because Ariana dies. They had that ar- they had the massive argument, which we don't we don't know the details of right now until the end of the book. Um, they have the massive argument at at her funeral, and this is when a- a- Aberforth breaks Albus's nose. And you remember in book yeah. four, book hmm. one, yes. it says 
He looked like his nose had been broken in several places. It's just, yes, <laughs> you know, it's... Six books later, we get the payoff as the why. Yeah, that is why she's an book. awesome author, because she has such tact and control and confidence in her own storytelling that she doesn't let that spill. She doesn't, you know, because that would be just a fun little fact. Oh, yeah, da, da, da. It's so much cooler that we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just, look at oh, that. So yeah. good. Yeah. Why do you think that his nose didn't heal properly? I think he didn't heal it. I think he left it that way himself. I think he left it. I think that's that's that's, that's, that is um, very indicative of a person who's self-immolating. That they would, yeah, they would see that injury as something to bear, right? You know, yeah, exactly. Especially because he feels responsible for that. Sure, you know what I mean. And so, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Interesting. That's that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. So for the great, so the greater good, it's carved by the way over. We find out here over Nurmengard, where they're holding Grindelwald. Yeah. Nurmengard mm-hmm. sounding very much like Nuremberg. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. I was going to say which that. is where they had the trials post World War Two. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very curious, very curious the way she put that all together. Yeah, I don't think it's very curious. I think it's very poignant. Yeah, well, I thought <laughs> it was <laughs> deliberate, though. Was but it? I, I totally agree with you, Melissa. No, Didn't. Didn't she say though his fall coincided with the World War Two? Wasn't there something about that? Yeah, yeah. just about. I think so. mm-hmm. She said that. She said that Wizarding Wars and Muggle Wars often kind of parallel Feed or have other. hands in each other. Yeah, or hold hands at least. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so Harry right. finds out all this about Dumbledore, and he gets really, really angry. Really, like, sure. much more angry. Sure. Than we, ex- I think we even expect because. Um, He's not a dumble. He he's got. He's full of all these questions. He sees this letter written mm-hmm. in Dumbledore's hand. He recognizes it as probably accurate, even if he's not getting the whole story. And Hermione puts her finger yeah. right on it. Hermione says to him, "You're only angry because he didn't tell you any of this himself." Hmm. And I think he's probably angry at himself too for not really having. I don't know, stepping outside himself for the foresight to ask more questions. Like, hey, you know what I mean. But, like, when you're that age, you don't think that way. And the person who you're trusting blindly, the person who has asked you to put your you, to have your faith in, the person right. who is leading you through all of this has maybe is, has left out these details that show that maybe he's not the person to listen to blindly, you know? And now yeah. Harry's life is on the line because of this. Right. And the life of the people that he I loved, too, is on the line. Yeah. All people who died. I think it's probably yeah. just indicative of Harry's general regret from not talking to Dumbledore more when he was around. Yeah. Not getting to know that this person more. Yeah. I agree. It's probably all those things compounded because Dumbledore didn't tell him. He's trusting him blindly. He's in this horrible situation now. Right. Um, he didn't. He didn't think to ask him. It's probably just cornucopia of mixed emotions and feelings and frustrations and regrets and if onlys. Right. And I I'd agree with that. I, absolutely. And I think a lot of it too was, you know, just think of what they just been through the night before. They just had that terrible oh my, thing, yeah. You know? yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's right. He's already in a bad mood. He lost his, he lost <laughs> yeah. his owl and then he lost Kinda his busy. wand. His friend left. He's like, everything's just dropping off. So he's not in the... Yeah, look, look he left. He lost his owl. Um, he lost his best friend. And then he lost his wand. Like, he's just... Yeah. It's terrible. And he just saw, like, his his parents' grave for the first time. The exactly. site they died. He's probably a little overwhelmed in all respects. So, Absolutely. I forgot about that. You know what? I give Harry props. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd just be a huge amount of emotions coming in at you. And then uh, yeah. you just feel it's so, so sad at the end when he pours out that emotion. He feels, I don't know who he loved, Hermione. 
I mean, oh. I know. Wow. But it wasn't me. I mean, my God. Yeah. You know? I don't know who he loved to Ronnie, but it was never me. This was around the point in time where I started to say, I told you so. Because everybody was all Dumbledore's love. And, you know, I even, back when on the Harry and the Potter's Dumbledore song about how we're doing it for Dumbledore and who oh. he loves he's, and all this stuff. I'm like, Dumbledore is conniving and, you know, just whatever is going to work out for Dumbledore, the Machiavellian creature he was. All right, well, guys, let's go on to the wrap-up. This was a great bit by bit. Next week, we'll try and get to all of Chapter 19. And Woo-hoo! We try, we'll try not, not <laughs> to call this chapter <laughs> by chapter. <laughs> Yes, bit by bit. I yeah, like next chapter, though. That's that scene. That's the part that Joe read at Carnegie Hall, and I'm excited yeah. for it. So. So good. Can't yeah. wait. Oh, my gosh. Can we, can we read it like she did? It's when he she comes it back. So it's when he comes back. Ryan comes oh, back. Oh, yeah. All right, people. Awesome. See you in the wrap-up. Nobody likes I'm gonna that chapter. I'm going to say this. See you in the wrap-up. After eight. Bye. It's the drums at the end. We've only been recording for three hours. Oh, oh my, my god. god, kill me, all this live nonsense. My hijack has been active for two and a half. We'll get this right. We'll Jeez. get this right. We'll get yeah. this right. We'll get this right. Not oh, yesterday we had all this fun because we had video on the blog TV going and we had Frankie and Melissa and I. We were Sue was busy at the moment, but couldn't get that going tonight. The internet is very slow. The internet is against us. And I'm on a computer that's almost four years old, and if you if you if you take out the plug, the entire computer shuts down. So I have been sitting here on top of everything, like literally, I have not moved my legs in three hours. If I move, if I twitch, the cord will, will, will oh, fall don't out. Twitch. You should have used a down. permanent sticking charm, twitch. huh? Ah. That would have hurt on my leg. Uh. I would walk around with the laptop stuck to my legs forever, and that would have oh, been bad. Oh no, not the, the cord. Oh, it is oh, a laptop. Bring your computer, yeah, not your <laughs> that butt makes to the no ground. Sense. Who said about my <gasps> butt to the ground? Hey, could you talking about the computer in a duel? <laughs> what if you did a permanent sticking charm on a person? Like if you just permanently stuck Voldemort at the bottom of like in the forest, what could, could, what yeah. could that would that stop him for a while? <laughs> maybe that's funny. one of maybe that's one of the elemental laws. Camp's elemental, blah blah blah. It probably is. You can't use sticking charms on people. On things that are yeah. organic or alive. I like I like the idea that like a more powerful uh, wizard can overcome something that a less powerful wizard does just from the pure power that they have. Well, it just makes sense because is the more like if you think of it this way, like if you push, if people are fighting or tug of war, whoever is the strongest, you know, or look at in the the graveyard with the whole pure, pure incantatum thing, like that's kind of like a big tug of war match between them. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, on Heroes recently, they've, they've been exploring that too. I don't know. Don't tell me. I haven't Heroes. watched it. Don't. Don't. Oh don't. my gosh. The last one was on Monday. It was so Stop cool. it. Oh, it was good. So you're quiet. Where are you? I'm here. I don't watch Heroes, so I don't have anything to, to add. Oh. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I All just. Right. I won't spoil anybody. Well, I hope everybody has a good Christmas and yes. other holidays. Oh, I know. Are we doing an episode next week? What's the plan? What mm. should we do? I don't we know. Should have um, an we'd be around. Oh, what should we do? Should we just take some some songs and give them in? Should we do a filking? Is there enough time to do a filk show? I don't know. Do people like filk well, shows? Well, how about they only got three days till after the song this comes out? How about we play some jingle spells? We could filk. Yes. Just, just you know straight jingle. Each spells? of us should record jingles. a filk of a jingle spell song. 
Maybe like, no. Oh, no. Maybe like half. <laughs> maybe like half the Jingle Spell songs. Like half of the songs. Yeah. But I don't know. Mixed in with some filks. Yes, Jingle Spells was mailed. We said that in the beginning of the show. Jingle Spells was mailed. If you guys get yes, doodles on them, I want to know who got the doodles. And your name probably started I with I know. Scan in your pictures or take a picture of yourself and Frankie's doodle that you got one. And you might have gotten a coffee stamp on the back. That'd be me. Aww. Yeah, you should tag us on Facebook. If you get a coffee stamp, tag Melissa. If you get the, the Hufflepuff awesomeness from Sue, tag Sue. If you get yes. stickers, tag John. If you get a doodle, tag me. It'd be fun to see everything. Frankie, you know what? My The doodle I have, when we were at the U-Ball... Frankie made these awesome things for Adam. Was selling uh, from the Mudbloods. Was selling them, and I put it up. And they were all, like homemade. And Frankie did the artwork. So if you get a chance to buy even some of Frankie's artwork, you should. But uh, I have it yes. framed now. I framed. I framed my little owl. I put oh, you it in did? a little frame. A little Frankie. Aww. I did because I loved it so much. It has a little. I found a little frame when I was out doing Christmas shopping. So I put it in a frame. I'll put a picture what of it. Frame. Um, frame. Frank. Uh, it was Doesn't white because it? nice. it's a navy. Navy thing, so I thought those covered. I wanted a blue one though, but I don't know. Sorry, you can't. Re- doesn't really work well for audio, but <laughs> the does anybody know how to go. draw a Frankie owl? His uh, owls are beautiful. All those owls you guys. I bet do. I know where you could go to find out how to draw a Frankie owl. You are <gasps> YouTube vlogs. YouTube vlogs. That's you guys right. Subscribe. For our weekly vlog, pimp. If you're not subscribed, <laughs> you then you're not really a Pottercast fan. When so is our Christmas challenge up? YouTube.com slash podcast and check it out. Oh, I, I think I lost the first week. Not only that, you should tell your challenge. friends. You should tell your We're YouTube on the um, the final mm-hmm. stretch of the Christmas challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh, yes. Next week is the last week, huh? We put up our tree two days ago, actually. And not the fake tree at Sears, not a real tree in our apartment. I have some video of us putting that hey, up. I have it's a fake tree. actually going on Noe Thursday tomorrow. Nice. I have a fake tree. We have a real tree. We bought it at Walmart. <laughs> I have a real tree and it's a little baby. Oh, lose points for buying it at Walmart. It was only 30 bucks. It was on sale. It's great. I have Christmas one of those uh, artificial trees with the lights, but Bella attacked my tree, and now only half Aww. the lights come on in my tree. <laughs> Hazards of cats and trees. She just chomped through something. I have a tree, but it's at my parents, and I, I can't get my tree to my apartment. You can't have a tree what? in your apartment? What do you mean you car. can't get it in your apartment? It's at my parents'. Last year I didn't decorate because I was writing, and this year, and the week the year before I lived in a different apartment. So my tree is at my parents' house, and I have to put it in my car and get it up my stairs, and it's nearly mm. impossible alone. I think we should give so everybody Melissa's address so um, she can have people come over and bring her Christmas trees. <laughs> that's oh, I think that's sweet yeah. in theory. Oh my gosh, this is crazy! I'm looking at the blog TV thing at like the banner where they advertise popular shows and I'm seeing a picture of myself on my bed with snowflakes as one of the most popular <laughs> shows right now. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> oh, it's hysterical. Excellent. I think it might be about time because I think it's um, time. There's dials to start twiddling. Right? Is it? Well John, you'd be uh, the person to you'd be uh, the person to tell us. Gotta keep twiddling them dials, Sue. <laughs> the next password is Snowflake, John. <laughs> Snowflake John. Keep, uh-huh. That's a weird password. Uh-huh. Is that the full Keep, password or just? It is Snowflake, Snowflake John. No Snowflake John. That's it. Aww. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good, Good night. night. We've missed it. W three. I confess myself disappointed. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great Scott, no wonder. Look at the time we've been here for four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. <laughs> this week's Pottercast was edited by Michael Beckett, Jamie Medea, Jake Newman, and Andrew Garner, and produced by John Noe. Special thanks to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and every other episode of Pottercast, which can be found at Pottercast.com. Pottercast is the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. For more information about Pottercast or to learn how to be part of future episodes, visit us at Pottercast.com.